0: Hello, this is Simon Collins. Welcome to this edition of the Fashion Culture Design Podcast with my guest this week, Grace Chen, the well-known Chinese couturier.
1: So all my mission as a designer is to provide the woman a tool to shape herself. Any luxury product is all about the true comprehension of your customers. When do you think people will not agree that China is a fashionable country?
0: So, um, Grace, it's lovely to see you. What's on your mind right now?
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I, I went to. I went back to FIT yesterday. It's such a profound experience. I, I didn't expect it. I, I was like in such a an awe. And when I was just walking in the hallway in school in FIT, I was a, I, I was in FIT 1995. I was. I, I think I was. I was truly the first mainland students in New York to study fashion design. So in terms of that, I'm a very trailblazer.
0: <laughs> so what was it like, though, for this young Chinese girl arriving in New York?
1: I, I remember I was, um, when I arrived in you know, JFK, my, my friend who is um, a professor in FIT, and she was driving me to Manhattan. I was at Queensboro Bridge. I still remember there's a huge billboard with Kate Moss. (laughs) 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 I still remember that. I'm like, okay, wow, I really arrived in New York. Kate Moss is old, isn't she? So it's it's very, because I always wanted to come to New York to study fashion design because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of modern design, Bauhaus and all of these. So finally, I could get a chance to to really come. It's I think it's so amazing.
0: One of the things that I know we always talked about at Parsons was the importance of the fact that you were studying in New York because it's tough to be in New York. We all live here. Mm. It's a hard city to be mm, in. Do mm. you feel like the fact that you studied fashion mm. but you studied it in New York has been helpful in your career since definitely, then?
1: Definitely, definitely. I think it's more about New York than even more, more than that fashion design itself. I remember when, when I arrived in, in FIT, I, I mean, in New York, I feel like I, I came back home. Like people are asking me if there's any culture shock. I said, there's no culture shock. The shocking thing is there's no culture shock. You know? yeah. I feel at ease, at such an ease when I'm in New York.
0: I think that's a great testament to the kind of city that this is, because this is a city that welcomes immigrants or people to study here, or foreigners, you know, and New York was a very different that's city in That's the amazing thing about New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, so you studied at FIT, and then did you go straight back to China no, when you graduated? I,
1: yeah, I, I worked on 7th Avenue for seven years, and then I moved to LA. I, I worked there for another six years, so... totally it's about 15 years before I went back to China.
0: So it's so Mm. refreshing to hear that because I speak Mm. in China a lot to students and they Mm. all say, you know, can I start my business straight out of school? Mm. And the answer is, no, Mm. please work for somebody else. Mm. So you're a testament to doing that. Yeah. And and also, that's Mm. when you truly became an international designer.
1: Exactly. I think I... Because I I was always in the uh, the evening wear design. And I I think I was a pretty good designer. Um, And... The thing about evening wear is not only about designing clothing, you have to really understand the culture, you know, the occasions and what it means. Because evening wear is a social tool, not just to express yourself, but to respect others. That taught me a lot.
0: That's fascinating because mm. so many designers think about the end result mm. being what's on the runway. And, of course, it's not. It's what the woman wears when she actually buys the clothing and goes out in it.
1: Exactly. I, I, before I came to New York this time, we just had a little show in D.C. Uh, all of the movers and shakers, you know, they, like about 30 of them came to our show. And they loved our collection. You know, they, they said, you know, I can see this. Like, I can totally see the whole collection on myself. You know, because I I think our clothing has, like, make women to be respectful.
0: I think Mm. your understanding of the end result, meaning a woman Mm. actually wearing the clothes, is perhaps Mm. indicative Mm. of how you ended up doing the style of clothing Mm. that you do. Mm. Because you talk very much about the experience of the woman, you know, and the stylishness and the chic and the, and Mm. the, The the, the feeling of the woman. Yeah, yeah, which is not about how shocking it looks on the runway.
1: Oh, definitely. I always think, see, the, the reason I, I become a designer because I, I really loved Hollywood movies. Um, my, my, the image of a perfect woman, I said like a heroine in, uh, in the perfect world, like uh, Greta Garbo like um, Elizabeth Tyler. And then these kind of images had shaped my idea about a woman. So everything is around her, is how to create her not only just the clothes itself. So all my mission as a designer is to, pro- is to provide the woman a tool to shape herself.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Ralph Lauren talks about um, the fact that he doesn't make clothes, he makes movies. And it sounds like very much the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So All
0: right, so mm. you worked for seven years and then six years in the mm. US, mm. and then you went back to China. Tell me about this, the, the experience of going back to China. Mm. Did you set up your own company then or did you work for someone else in China?
1: I immediately start my own company, yeah, in China.
0: And how did that Mm. compare to Mm. the experience of working in the U.S.?
1: Uh, A lot of difference. It's completely different. I was uh, called American for a long time, <laughs> even though I'm a Chinese, you know, wasn't, you look like American, <laughs> you act like one, <laughs> you talk like one. Is that a like good one. thing or a
0: bad event you're talking <laughs> well, to? Well, I
1: guess, I, for me, I think it's a good thing. I don't know for them is it's a good or bad, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so what happens then? I mean, I know how to set a business up yeah. here in New York, but how do you set a business up in China?
1: Well, you know, first of all, I think the industry are completely different it's uh, even until now I don't know all of the rule of the games you know uh, but I'm doing my in my own way anyway <laughs> um it, it's it's very very different uh, the way that you work with people you know like the whole industry is different
0: and did you set it up at the level that you're at now you mm. know very much a couture type level or were you sort of mm. interested in ready to wear at any point
1: at some point, yes. I think, um, like, my, my ambition is to have everyone wearing clothes, clothes gray, you know, Grace Chan, not just like the top end people,
0: no. So, mm. I mean, I, I know that it's funny because when we have this kind of conversation, mm. things that to you are completely obvious because you, you've known them for years, other people don't know. Mm. So I'm interested in, mm. what's the what did you do? Like you, you made a collection and then you opened a store or did you find beautiful women that would wear it? Or how do you, because young people watching this or reading about this, that's what mm. they're going to want to know. Mm. They're like, how can I be Grace Chen? Yeah,
1: that's what I that's, that's in, um, also on my mind when I worked in FIT yesterday. <laughs> how can you be Grace Chen? So, how did this happen? <laughs> I'm wondering myself. But anyway, I remember when I back, went back to, to China in 2009, and I you know, established this Grace Chen brand. Of course, I have a huge dream for it. Um, but how do I start? You know, how do I do that? And first of all, I thought I must do the best clothing I can do. I wanted to compete with Chanel to compete with Dior. I wanted to be one of the big brands. That's and interesting
0: because people mm. don't think of that level of manufacture in China. Mm. And I, I apologize to anyone that mm. gets offended by that. But the mm. fact is, the rest mm. of the world doesn't realize mm. that you can make clothing that quality in China.
1: Exactly. They and don't, you can. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a good example of that You are, you are <laughs> Yeah, so, so then I realized it's very difficult to do ready-to-wear at this level So I started to do couture But it, it turns out it's a pretty good business Because um, in China the couture market is much bigger than, than the rest of the world Yeah, so it's, um, it ended up to be a very good way that starting a, a brand and it's, contr- it's controllable, you know. Like, uh, I can do it independently.
0: That's nice, yeah. Because yeah, here, yeah. if you achieve any degree of success, mm. somebody wants to buy you. Mm. And you kind of have to explore mm. that because of the means of production, etc. But mm. you can control all of that.
1: Yeah, we, I'm, I'm, like, everything is in control. All of the production is in my, in my own house. You know, we do everything by ourselves. We, we produce, like, about 120 pieces a, day, a month now which is a huge amount for... That's huge at that for, level, yeah. yeah. For yeah. the tour. Yeah. So Maison Chen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is though. That's what you're doing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so tell to, uh, tell us a bit about how you promote that. Do you do, you do a regular runway show, in that you follow the fashion season? Because I know that some Chinese designers uh, choose to show overseas, not necessarily because they care about selling overseas, but because it looks good back yeah, in China.
1: Yeah. 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 See, you you know that <laughs> you're very aware of that. Um, for us, it's you know we we can do it our own way because it's couture. Uh, we we. We have a relationship with our customers, with their whole circle of friends. Um, I think for Couture, what really says about you is the quality of your product and of your service. Um, you have to be good. It's, it's a very difficult thing to do, but on the other hand, because um, you're in control. As long as you are doing your work, then you will get reward. And we don't have to spend a lot of time and energy on promoting. Like, like pure promoting. Of course we do shows. We do at least two shows a year, the big shows. We do a lot of small um, events all the time. Yeah, so, it, you know, I think we're doing, uh, we're doing very, like all by ourselves, you know, like so we're figuring out but by ourselves. So yeah. this is a tough one for
0: you to answer, right? Because mm. depending on what the answer is, you might not want to tell me. But mm. when you first start, at mm-hmm. that level, how do you go about getting customers? Because I'll tell you why, right? Because there's some people, they're like, well, I rang my mum and all her friends, and they all bought my dresses, and then I was, mm-hmm. that was it, I was sorted. Or else, you know, whatever else. But others, you know, you have to work hard at it, you have to build it gradually, one by one. And that, that can be very dispiriting to young designers. So I think if you're going to give young designers advice, how would you go about that?
1: I think for me, I, of course, I, um, I got rewarded by what I did in my past. First of all, you know, I I was a first graduate from FIT, which is a good reputation. And I also work, like, in during my work in, in the U.S., I work with many great people, like Hollywood stars. I dress Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, which make a lot of sense for a lot of people, you know. So yeah. that's why we can get the top-level customers mm-hmm. from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's quite, it's, what you always is what you can achieve is the result of your work
0: yeah i i I agree and i think the lesson there is is really critical for young designers Mm -hmm. because they keep they keep thinking they've got to answer to the market which you you sort of do but only after you answer to yourself it's
1: not about who you know who it's about how people know about you Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. yeah So, I've watched in my limited exposure the way that designers evolved in China, but I'm fascinated to hear about from you, what your perception... Because you were the only game in town. You know, when you came to FIT, it was just you. Yeah. So, you know, you were like the local hero. I
1: know. My, um, my um, Japanese ca- classmate thought I'm Korean, and Korean-Japanese thought I'm <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm none of those. <laughs> I'm Chinese. But when,
0: but when you went back, I mean, was there... Because you know, for a time, there was, there was a great passion from Chinese consumers about buying Western brands. Yeah. But obvi- So obviously, it may have taken a, you know, a bit of an adjustment for them to buy a Chinese brand. How did you get over that?
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's about timing. When you had like a, maybe like 100 pieces of Chanel suits, would you want to buy more?
0: I'll let you know when I get to <laughs> 100.
1: Yeah, that's a joke. But mm-hmm. anyway, I think we are, um, the, our brand is really at the right moment. Um, It's about the first generation of luxury brands customers, they are starting to want something new and want something for themselves, like truly understand them. I think any luxury um, product is all about the comprehension, the true comprehension of your customers, that you truly understand them.
0: Yeah. I remember and to
1: realize their dreams.
0: We interviewed uh, Valentino. Mm. Mm. And I said to him, who do you listen to? Thinking he'd have a muse. And he went, only one person I listen to. And that's the woman at the cash register. That's the only person that matters.
1: Yes, yes. So, so I think there, there is, um, I mean, between the Chinese customers and the, the global luxury brands, there is something is missing. The only thing is that Chinese customers, they wanted to have nice things and bigger names but do they understand each other probably not mm-hmm. so that's how that's how we have our value because we really understand them yeah we we understand their body type their skin colors their needs for their appearance and for their social needs for their you know inner needs whatever you know so we really understand chinese women that's what they call us the designer who knows women the best right that's yeah, a,
0: that's a great way to be known. It's yeah. a really great testament mm. to what you do. Yeah,
1: and it's all come from our customers. That's mm. they gave us the reputation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about design in general in China then? Because, and I'll, I'll, mm. I'll say the worst thing, so you don't have to say it. So, when I, I go to China a lot and I see some of the best design in the world, architecture in particular, mm. and I see some of the worst. Mm. You know, I see some situations where you think, "Oh, how did that mm. even happen?" Mm. You know, but it's all right. Mm. It's, it's at least that's free. Yes. At least they can design what they want. Yeah. What's your perception as someone that's understood design? Mm. You know, your whole adult life, mm. and you're there watching it evolve. Mm.
1: Well, I think right now it's, um, it's. I think it's a good era of time. You, like everything is acceptable. You know, people are eager to have new things, and that's great for people like us to create new things. Um, but of course, there's a. There is a process of from starting to you know to understand something and to eventually and um, to to really grasp uh, grasp it you know to really get it right, and I think as a, as in the fashion design world you know then you'll see we have a lot of like I was the first one from graduate from FIT but mm. after like about ten years, like starting from 2005, there is a lot of young. Uh, students going to St. Martin's, going to Parsons to study fashion design.
0: Yeah.
1: And so they now, like slowly they went back to China to establish their own business. So right now it's at the time, and they are, they are getting the attention. So in Shanghai or in Beijing or in Guangzhou, we have this new generation of fashion designers. They are playing their games now. Of course they are not mature yet. I think we are probably the, one of the few that we can do um, very uh, matured kind of fashion. You know. yeah. Mature not a style, not for age, but for um, how can you make a product better. Mm, mm, mm. You know, I think um, it, is, it is in the process of, uh, I always say in five to 10 years, China will have its own fashion identity. Right. A modern fashion identity. So that
0: that's was actually leading to my next question, which mm. I'm fascinated by, and I, I say this in China a lot, and I always get in trouble, mm. but why is there no Chinese-named brand that's mm. global? Because, mm. and I can think of one, which is Qingdao Beer, <laughs> which is, isn't even owned by Chinese anymore. But if you think about it, China makes everything for everybody around the world. At the highest possible quality, and at the medium level, et cetera, and there And there are very few brands that have global... Recognition in any field, so I'm intrigued by what's going to be the first. You know, there are brands like you, like Grace Chen, that has global recognition in you know in 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 a fairly small market, but it's a very prestigious one. You know, where's where's Uniqlo? You know, where's the Chinese H and M or 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 Zara or or something? I don't know. How long do you think it's going to take before we find one?
1: What do you think? (laughs) Why? uh,
0: But everyone's here to listen to you, not me.
1: (laughs) I think it's all about the creativity. I think it's all about the, the originality. Because it's not about how to make things. It's no. how to create something. Create and making a, a completely different thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel mm. like the, the design talent is there. Mm. You know, there's definitely talented design mm. that I've seen mm. them over and over again. So I'm wondering, when are we going to see one of them actually break out and become globally known? you know, in the way that US or or European brands are?
1: I think this will take a day to explain. (laughs) But I think I know the answer of it. Oh yeah? When you're talking about good design, what do you mean by good design? You know, we're not talking about just the... um, the outer appearance of a fashion design. Like many, okay, it's very okay, it's very unique, you know, you've never seen it before. Like, like I always say one thing, I, I think you will agree, When do you think people would agree that China is a fashionable country? What would you think? Well, I think
0: anyone that goes there, anyone that goes to one of the sort of top two cities, realizes it already is.
1: Yes. It's when you see the people walking down the street, they're all fashionable, stylish, right? It's not about how many designers you have. It's about your people are stylish.
0: Well, I think that for me, this gets quite deep, but one of the things that's, a, that's holding There's, people back... Go ahead.
1: There is a huge difference between a designer can do the design and the customers are all stylish. There's a big gap between that. Mm. And many people don't realise that. Like I always tell people, I want you to be stylish, not my design that you think, oh, such a grand design and you know, all of that. If, even if that happened, it doesn't mean anything, because you don't look, look good. See, a lot of designers in China right now, they don't think like that. They're promoting themselves. They're not promoting a lifestyle. So that means, in the end, whatever the product in the market is not stylish. It's not well-designed it so. doesn't suit people's life so I would,
0: I would add one thing to that which is that in my experience the young designers perhaps are more in tune with that but mm. it's actually the manufacturers that are holding them back it's the bigger companies that have three or four five hundred stores in China and they're, they're domestic and they're like well we're fine like we don't need to evolve
1: that's and then, one and then of the smart problem. designers like yeah. you mm.
0: would talk to them and say but you, you've got to do better and they're like why? we're, we're doing mm. great already mm. and I think that's what's holding them back because I think the talent's there
1: yes it's true a talent, between a talent and a good product, there is a big, there's a long way to go.
0: So what yeah. excites you about, outside mm. of fashion, mm. what excites you about Chinese design? Like where do you go to, mm. to feel nourished by beauty and inspiration and, and that sort of thing?
1: I think the main thing is that inspire me are Chinese people, like Chinese women. They are my perpetual source of inspiration. Um, I got all the strengths from them. Uh, they ask me where your inspiration coming from i said it's from the people themselves i you know i'm lucky to be a couture, which i can work my with my customers directly i know their stories and all of their stories becoming my my inspiration i like all of the collections like modern times the recent collection is about how a modern woman can use elegance to conquer Chaos, you know. (laughs) It's all about their lifestyle. It's all about how they live their lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm. one of the things that drives me crazy in every country I go Mm. to is when you go to a typical shopping mall and it's full of all the same brands over Mm. and over again. Mm. And I think, oh, Mm. what's the point? Mm. And I was in um, Guangzhou the other day Mm. and I said to someone, I'd love to go and have a look at the city. And they said, oh, do you want to go to the mall? I'm like, no, of course I don't. It's exactly the same mall as everywhere else in the world. So I want to go to where there are real Mm. people. So if you, if someone was going to go to China, mm. what would you Where, where should they go? And when, when I next go to China, Grace, what should I look at? That because you, you said you like to see people. So do I. Where should I go?
1: I guess you go to the pedestrian streets, you know, where you can see a lot of people hanging out, you know. Or well, you can also go to malls, but not look at the stores, but look at the people going around.
0: Right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it's like what you do in New York, you know. It, that's what's really the mo- most fascinating thing is the people like walking in the street. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> Grace, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much. I can't yeah. wait to see the show. Thank you, you so
1: much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well if you like that, be sure to head over to our website at fashionculturedesign.com for all kinds of loveliness.